2: Hey, I'm Cass. And I'm Abby. Welcome to the Millennium Guide. We are your survival guide on how to be a millennial. You mean barely surviving, right? Yeah, hold on tight. It's going to be a wild ride. Let's do this, guys. <laughs> Hey, Abby. How are you? Good, how are you? I am terrific today because we are joined by someone I have been waiting (laughs) to speak to for what feels like a decade. Dr. Love, how are you? Hi, ladies. Very
3: good. Thank Thank you you. for coming. Thank you for coming. I
2: am so excited to speak to you. Number one, because I think Cass has a lot of things we need to (laughs) hash out. Anyone that's been listening to the show knows that uh, there's a certain someone in Cass's life that I've been wanting gone for a
4: good six months. Well, Abby has gone and given him the name Felix for a reason. And Dr. Love has been here for... Literally half an hour, and I have already deleted him off everything and blocked him from my life. <laughs> in half
3: an hour, you've done a been lot about to do
2: in three months. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Miracles are
2: happening. So, guys, we have
4: progress
3: in a good way. <laughs> oh God. So, Doctor Love, tell us about yourself. Wow, where do I start? Um, well, I guess Doctor Love's been around for about just a little over twelve months, and um, it's a pseudoname and I go by Dr. Love for many reasons but my background is in psychology um, I studied for many years in psychology and teaching and education and then went on to do lots of other um, trainings in relationships so the Gottman therapy and uh, dialectic therapy and things like that and I just found that through my years of uh, training and therapy um, I just attracted messed up relationships people Mm. in messed up relationships so whether it was couples or singles struggling in love or people that have come out of toxic relationships I tended to attract them to my practice and without a doubt it was probably because of where I had come from Mm -hmm. so the experiences I had going through my relationships gave me the best I guess tools in my toolbox to be able to deal with those issues that have come up for people so I guess It's one of those scenarios, um, you attract the people in your life that you most need to learn from. Mm -hmm. And in my therapy and in my work, I attracted so many people that I learned the most from. Although I was helping them, I was also helping myself along the way. And I learned so much about being a relationship coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things I learned the most was, there is no normal. Mm. Um, I came from a European family. It was quite traditional. You stay in a relationship, whether it's good or bad, you're married forever, you're doomed pretty Mm. much. Um, And there's no getting out. So it is really, for better or for worse, happy or not happy, you stay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so the pressure of having to live up to that was... um, I didn't realise at the time growing up that it was a it was something that I sort of lived my life by. But all these unconscious rules and values and um, things that we have sort of happen in the background and we make decisions on them without even realising. And so as I went through my journey and I helped hundreds of other people through their journey, I just ended up being in a place of um, – I ended up being an expert in relationships, actually, um, and obviously of being called on – through several types of media across Australia. I help women, you know, in Australia, internationally. Uh, do it online, face-to-face, workshops, whatever it is. But I sort of had a bit of a journey to get there. So I, you know, lived in Sydney, moved to Dubai, to Dubai for a little while, worked from there as well. Um, and that was interesting, working with women over there um, and men, people in relationships, but an expat community, people with a lot yeah. that, that's very wow. transient, people coming in and out of a, a country um people where either their other half aren't there because they're traveling as well and they're on their own a lot or they're away from family and friends there was a lot of other stresses around relationships plus there was a lot of um shiny things in Dubai Uh, lots of temptation uh, for both men and women Mm -hmm. um so when they weren't happy and this happens everywhere but I felt like it was so concentrated in that small area over there that when they weren't happy at home or in a relationship it was very easy to fill the gap um, right. in a place like that um and then obviously did some work in Adelaide and you know good old Adelaide's like a little you know country town <laughs> I actually love Adelaide so shout out to my Adelaidean uh, friends <laughs> but um and did a lot of work over there around um you know general practice and things like that but i moved out of the field of psychology and really just got into love and relationship coaching over the last probably three years wow yeah so hence i'm now back in sydney and only do dr love
4: what a ride
3: man I yeah know. yeah it's been amazing so
4: how okay so i want to uh, tap into dubai i'm really curious I know, about dubai <laughs> I know like that country as well is very conservative
3: yeah. oh no that's just a myth Really? <laughs> <laughs> i'm even more intrigued um us. look there are rules and regulations as part I guess the government, we have this idea, of, you know, you can't hold hands in the street. Mm. We hear that you can't be affectionate. It's actually rubbish. Really? Um,
2: I only know things I learn off Sex in the Cities. So. Either that or,
3: <laughs> unfortunately, some of the media that we have here that skew some of the stories. So, of course, there's some rules. It is a country that has um, a lot of their values centred around family mm-hmm. and children. Okay and so when they said you can't, say you can't hold hands in the street that's not necessarily true at all um, what you can't do is probably the same thing you couldn't do in Australia is um, be intimate in the streets and mm-hmm. be overly provocative in the streets Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's respectful for yourself and the other people around you Yeah, um, and they would expect you to respect the times of Ramadan um, and Obviously, it's an Islamic country, so you're going over there knowing that. So the boundaries are around respecting their way of life, but in no way does it stop us from living the way that we live. If anything, I found the people in Adelaide more conservative than the people in Dubai. Yeah. how yeah. interesting. They, did, they were. So you've got to remember, Dubai's got some of the best nightclubs in the world. True. Some of the best pool parties, the best shopping. How like, how conservative can it be when mm. you're wearing Dolce & Gabbana, G-string, you know, bikinis <laughs> at a pool party? Um, right? like Marco Polo. I so, know. <laughs> yeah, on steroids. Yeah. Right? Um, just that, you know, sometimes the people can be a little bit more classier. But you've you've – it's really – just an idea that people have painted. I think it's that it's an, it scares people because it's in Islamic country. They're yep. very very respectful. I have to say that going there at Christmas time and Easter time is a beautiful time of the year. Really, they have gingerbread houses made out of real gingerbreads around you know the Atlantis on the palm. They've got oh, decorations. Gosh. They've got Easter bunnies around. They've Aww. got you know it's amazing. And I they've put on in probably more effort than we do here in australia at the moment interesting Um, which is a bit sad really because i'm like i feel like we we sort of um we miss out on that i remember growing up and christmas stuff was everywhere Mm -hmm. didn't matter where we went you know i remember the city having to venture into the city and david jones looked amazing and the the windows were beautiful and hyde park and central park you know i just feel like it's just not the same Um, and you've got countries that do that so much better than us at the moment um so but no it's relationships there have the same issues they have here okay um some of them are a little bit more heightened because of either the shorter stay that they have there the pressures of moving home country kids having to navigate you know a a country they don't know nothing about yeah so support systems are lost in their way and
2: is that you think, where temptation comes into play as well?
3: When people are unhappy in other areas of their lives um, or they're lonely, sometimes they react. Um, They could be in a place of vulnerability and they could be looking to fill the void. Dubai is a very social country, so lots of coffees, lunches, dinners, parties, and so it's very easy to fill the void with something that probably here in Australia we wouldn't. Mm. Um, We don't have nannies. We don't have drivers. So, you know, women and men both can leave children at home after 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock when they're in bed and go out all night and know the nanny's home with them. Um, You know, if the woman's travelling for work and the man's at home alone, if he wants to go to the local pub and have a drink, he can. The kids are at home. They're watched. Mm. So I I think it becomes a bit more accessible, not necessarily... um, but that's not the majority. I mean, obviously there's other, we have temptation here as well, it's everywhere. But since Cass wanted to talk about Dubai, that's Dubai. So
2: I
4: was just (laughs) curious, because I was like, you know, in different cultures, you don't know. Like when I go to Italy, like everybody's intimate on the roads and no one gives a shit because it's Italy. But you know, then you hear about other, especially Islamic cultures, you don't know what they're like until you're there and you experience it.
3: It's very different to walking, say in Qatar. In Qatar, you would not hold hands. So every country is a bit different. Um, In Dubai, you don't see them overly affectionate on the street, but if a husband and wife are married and they're holding hands, there's no problem. I think the problem is, is when you're not married and you're just young and All over a guy in the shopping mall. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's like it's like you got your grandmother behind you chasing you with a wooden stick. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's Italian, they know what I'm talking about. Yep. All the slices, muck up. (laughs) Yes. All the (laughs) chili. All the thong. Oh my god, yes.
4: That's my dad. (laughs) So okay, I think I've learned enough about Dubai. I want to learn more about. What is it that, who, okay, no, let's step back a second. Who is it specifically are you trying to help? Is it just like single
3: women generally or do you have more of a niche that you work with? I do all relationships. Um, what I do find is when you're talking about the relationship space, the women are the ones that want to reach out and are mm-hmm. invested in having good relationships. It's not that the men aren't, they don't know how to take the first step. Yeah. And normally the men reach out when they're on the brink of despair. So their marriage is breaking up, they're losing the love of their life and they're like desperate. They're like, oh, my God, where do I go? And Mm. then they will reach out. It's almost a little too late. Mm. Whereas women are a little bit more proactive. Um, We're planners. uh, Well, we feel it a lot earlier. Um, Intuition. Right. So throughout the relationship we might find that, uh, for an example, a woman and a man might be together for quite some time. And this is often a scenario come across they might be married for you know seven eight years and three years of the marriage was good the last three years the woman's not been happy and told the man and the man hasn't listened or taken notice and it gets to another three years and she's hold on hold on all of a sudden she's walking out the door and he's like what's happened mm-hmm. yeah how did we get here? how did we get to this place and she's like I've been telling you but you haven't been listening yeah yeah um it's a very common scenario and that's when the man's like shit i've got to do something unfortunately when it gets to that stage a woman's like i'm done
4: mm-hmm. yep. it's Trust taken is gone. her three
3: years to um pull herself away from that relationship emotionally yeah. spiritually so he lost her over those three years uh, without even taking notice That's mm. so true That's something
2: i feel i i had a partner in high school so you know romance high school romance but it's true i was with him for almost six years the last two years i was just emotionally switched off yeah it was just a convenience we lived together yeah assets together yeah and then i was like i'm out of here yeah yeah and convenience and he was shocked i was like i've been telling you
3: it's the same thing i've been
2: telling you this for years
3: yeah yeah not listening not seeing the signs getting caught up in everyday life and
2: when people say to you why are you not upset it's like because t- to me this was done two years yeah, ago yeah you know, I've, I've mourned already yeah, this is yeah and, and that's what happens next. so
3: the woman moves on and look this happens with men as well this can yep. definitely happen with men too but for the sake of this conversation the woman has gone through the relationship mourned the relationship for the last two three years so she's Mm. done that already then walks out on the relationship and says you know what i'm really done Mm. and he's like what's happened and then he starts mourning then yes so then he mourns for the next two three years or a couple of months depending on how long your relationship was and they're like oh my god it's really slack or he's really devastated but you were devastated 3 years ago yeah. in the relationship and no one saw it cuz you're still in the relationship yeah. Yeah. so you were doing what he's doing in the relationship which is quite is harder yeah cuz you don't actually reach out for support mm. you try and protect the relationship you do
4: yes you don't want it's
3: exactly like
4: a friend of mine whenever she's in relationships she doesn't talk about her problems to everybody else because she's worried as well that it's going to taint yeah, their perception judge of him.
3: him yeah and 100%. then
4: this happened it happened mm. and she kept going back and back and back. Well, ha- look at your back. example
3: mm. yeah, you okay, told your I'm friends no about his uh,
4: how he was <laughs> but
2: it's true like I what's mean, his pseudo name again felix felix fucking <laughs> <laughs> felix is
3: what i formally call him but it's true ah. and i don't
2: remember i honestly don't remember one nice thing you ever had to say about him
3: and so you were honest with your friends about him they yeah. watched you. But were you
2: honest with yourself about him,
3: though?
4: No. Like, no, yeah. because I told you – remember I told you, I was like, I don't think this guy is my forever, but I have mm. feel as though I've got something to learn. Yes. And then at the beginning – no, don't get me wrong. At the beginning, he was a great guy. Like, he's the reason why I'm now training with Sam. He's the one that got me back into it because I wanted to get back into yeah. training and I couldn't afford it, and he yeah. paid for the first few sessions. Um, he – you know, he he did things for me in different ways that I may have not communicated because I didn't feel the need to talk about the good things because yeah. I wanted to keep them to myself. But I'm also very vocal when it comes to the negative things in my life because of the, the anxiety that gets attached to it. Mm. And, and your that's friends when can also tell it. you, like, yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Something's wrong. Exactly. And you have
3: a think about that, though. Your friend, you said, doesn't talk much about the bad relationship she's in because then her friends or family will judge him or he'll be tainted and that actually does happen because if you didn't talk about any of the bad stuff or the things that made you upset no one around you that loved you loves you um would have a bad opinion of him they would see the good and you would act like everything's okay and they'd go oh she seems okay Mm. yeah and how often does that happen it actually keeps the woman isolated it does so with your friend that actually doesn't talk about it and protects him. It actually keeps her isolated because she hides the truth from herself and everyone else. Yeah, that's what she did in her last relationship.
2: Yeah. And then that mixed with, you know, new dangerous habits or stuff.
3: Partying or out or, yeah, 100%. Recipe
2: for disaster. Yeah.
3: Mm, Big time. Yeah. So my niche is really, it is relationships in general. Um, This year I'm really concentrating on single women. Oh, well, here we go, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Her, Her face and, just looked at me. <laughs> and well, she's very single now. She's deleted and blocked.
2: So. <laughs> I love you. It's a moment. Pat on the back, Dr. Love. <laughs> <laughs> half an hour. It works, guys. <laughs>
3: um, so we had to walk through the door <laughs> and we had progress. Literally. Um, why single women? Because I see that some of the – either the dysfunctional relationships they've had growing up as children – um, that they've experienced as young women or as adult women affect them right now. Mm. And I think empowering women not to – when I say so – see this is what men get caught up in is like, you know, you're all about women empowerment. But empowering women, it means that you empower the woman to be feminine, mm. which means giving the men the balls back. Mm. If men see it like that, women don't actually want to be – you know ballsy we can be confident Mm. but being ballsy is exhausting (laughs) it really fucking is right we we want to be women in the relationship and we want a man Mm. and we can be this new age woman that is successful and confident and competent but we still need a man because there's something in traditional relationships that works and it doesn't matter that we're in 2019 yeah Um, it still works Um, And so empowering these women around their femininity, uh, letting go of old habits, maybe values and beliefs that they made as a child Mm. around relationships, Um, maybe looking at the experiences they've had in relationships and why they continue to happen impacts them so they make really bad choices in relationships. Mm. And I've seen this continuously. Um, So they're either women that have been in a really toxic relationship that find themselves attracting the same type of man, just in a different body. Mm -hmm. So same issues, but it looks different on the outside.
4: Stop looking at me, Abby.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It might be uh, women that are single after being in a relationship or single altogether and find dating really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of those things come down to a belief system that they have and unfortunately going down deep like that doesn't happen every day Mm -hmm. and so that's what I thought I thought you know what I'm going to really focus on that this year this year and probably the first half of next year um, and really give women an opportunity to smash through those things that are limiting them in relationships and it doesn't mean that when they come to one of these workshops that I run they're going to walk out and you know, they're going to meet the man of their dreams. But what tends to happen is that because they know a little bit more about themselves, about their limitations, about their belief system, about what their expectation is, they walk out really knowing more about themselves Mm. and as a consequence attract someone that is more aligned to them. It's actually quite beautiful.
2: Or attract attract to them something they need to learn.
3: Well, if we keep saying whether it's a good or bad relationship, it doesn't. You're going to learn something mm. regardless. Um, but I'm not interested in having a relationship come your way that you need to learn from. Yes. I and I don't think people come to my workshop saying, "Hey, Dr. Love, I want to find a relationship that I can learn from." Yeah,
2: and get my heart broken because right? I need
3: to learn. Because I need to no. learn what it's like to get my heart broken and then heal it and yeah. be really resilient. <laughs> that doesn't no, work. No. <laughs> People come to me and they say, Dr. Love, the dating game is really fucked up. Mm. I don't know how to do it. Everyone on social media is either an idiot or taken or only wants sex. Mm -hmm. Or I keep finding the douchebag and he takes advantage of me. He's unavailable um, or is an assist. Mm -hmm. So women want to know what I do with that. And so that's what we do. We get you all in a room. We invite you to the event. You're coming, Cass, right? Yeah, I'm of course so you in. Are. I'm like counting She's down, like man. Counting down. It's literally a
4: month and one week away. <laughs> it actually is. Trust
3: uh, me, I'm coming. <laughs> um, so I thought what better way to get woman, like the women that are experiencing a similar thing, because it can be isolating, you think, is this only me? Mm. Do I have a problem? Mm. Why can't I find a date? You get on Instagram and you're finding photos of – new shiny rings and brand new cars with bows on it and people kissing at beaches and you're thinking these people are all in love they're all in relationships there's something wrong with me uh-huh. people don't post when they're not in love
2: yes or they're not people happy people don't or... post
3: when they don't have a relationship yes they post when they do yeah Um, and we only notice the things that we don't have the things that we want oh, it's like you know so when you're true. pregnant you notice every pregnant mum.
2: Oh, it's. it's right. Uh, it, I get it though. It's or like everyone's on holidays and you're not on holidays.
3: Yeah. So you're like right. in your case, everyone's getting engaged. Don't fucking
2: talk.
4: <laughs> everyone's I'm getting the shiny ring, I'm right?
3: like, Stop it. <laughs> Even Instagram and Facebook know you want to get engaged, and they're sending you ads your <laughs> way, right? I'm literally <laughs> checking my freaking <laughs> my discovery
4: God. feed right
2: now. <laughs> oh, it's driving me absolutely mental. Um, yeah, yeah
4: See,
3: look, shiny rings and clothes. There you go. <laughs> right. You're a simple gal. <laughs> so that that's sort of where I'm at. So I do relationships um, I quite like working with men as well. Um, that's more private what coaching. Fascinating. I really like because you know what when you empower the men, the mm. relationships are great yeah when they learn how to be with a woman. Mm. The relationships are amazing. If we put the ball in the court just to give women the tools for the toolbox to have a good relationship, there's still an imbalance. Yeah, because they have to meet you halfway. Right. So, at least. Well, halfway, this, and in some areas, mm. a woman in the relationship might be better at some things than the man, but mm-hmm. they need to be able to coexist and it's compensate like for each, it, each yeah. other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a balance. Um between them in in all different areas and so empowering the man and the woman in that is a really beautiful beautiful synergy
2: have you worked with men one-on-one yes yes
3: yes i actually find it fascinating Mm. and i'll probably get more into that over the next few years um but for now we're going to we're really concentrating on women but i still take men one-on-one do you find
2: that it's a woman sending a man your way or are they they've
3: taken that initiative out of curiosity no yeah they've taken the initiative so the wow. last few the men have contacted me on instagram saying hey this is Whoa, what's going on i need some help yeah. at least i
4: think that's the thing a lot of guys these days are realizing that it's okay to talk about yeah. your problems like it's not much of a taboo subject. Well, no. it's, the, the, it's still there yeah. for them, but they're yeah. becoming more comfortable with accepting the Opening fact that they can talk about their emotions.
3: Yeah. I think what need they – or some women and men need to realise that it's not – doesn't mean something's wrong with you. Mm. Like, it's not – you're not deficient at relationships and you're not deficient at love. Unfortunately, some of us have come into this world without knowing love. Yep. Mm. Some of us haven't been nurtured. Some of us haven't had really good examples. Some of us That's have, yeah, some of us have a an internal conflict about what I do know and what I want. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that we generally create scenarios of what we know, but inside we really, really know that we don't want it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to change it. We don't know how to move past, this is what I know, this is what I've always got, I don't know how to do this different to getting the ideal relationship or the ideal partner. They don't know how to make that transition. Mm-hmm. And so when we do work together, whether it's a workshop or one-on-one coaching or relationship coaching, we really work out the best way for you to go from what you know to what you want. Because mm. no is just habit. Yeah.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music where all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free, or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com
3: and we are so creatures of habit yeah and that's how you get in those cycles yeah 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 and it doesn't you know we're comfort creatures yeah we are if it feels crappy it doesn't matter we'll stay because we know what to expect we're certain it's going to be crappy it's we're certain it's going to be crappy yeah right when we move away from crappy to the unknown it's freaking scary Mm. so what do we do we'll go back to the what we do know it's what also self sabotage too though. Yeah. 100%. Because it sends you back yeah. the same way. Sends you self sabotage is sending you back to maybe crappy or mm-hmm. comfortable or certain, but you're not getting variety, you're not getting what you want, you're not taking a risk. Um, and we do it all the time so with the women that come to you where do you find that majority
4: of the guys that they meet that fall into the self-sabotage yeah. type of ring come from is it because I know like online dating like Tinder, Bumble Instagram is we, we classified as a dating app because now the sliding yeah. into the DMs and stuff like that still shook <laughs> <laughs> where do you find that majority of these women are getting these bad relationships from
3: oh these women will find bad relationships anywhere not mm. even online. Wow, it's a it's a habit. So, how
4: would you help them get out of that? So, just talking to them. Skills. Well, we would
3: definitely. Um, so, you've probably noticed I. The reason why I do coaching is because I get really fast results, mm-hmm. really quickly. I
2: see that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, thirty um, minutes, bam. We, bye. Already
2: now, I'm like, all my past relationships. I'm like, she's right. She's absolutely right. I did that. That's what happened. Okay, so and now I'm very happy, but I'm like, don't say anything else because what? If, no, nothing will happen with Matt. Matt's good.
3: <laughs> Love you, Matt. <laughs> but awareness is it is the first, and some yeah. people, if we're functioning in what we've always known. We Absolutely. don't know what the other options are. Yeah, just I think what we have to be careful for is when you're talking about generosity, there's a very clear line between generosity and people pleasing. Mm.
4: 100
3: percent. Okay. Oh, this yes. is my problem. Yes, okay.
2: I'm looking straight <laughs> at you now. <laughs> generosity
3: is you do things because you want. When you have a little bit of a low self esteem or not sure they're going to love you for who you are, you people please, mm. and you do things to get something in return: love, affection, acknowledgement. Mm.
4: God, you are good. I'm okay. literally like reevaluating my whole life. <laughs> so, <Sorry. laughs>
3: right. So that that's what I do, guys. So that's some um, yeah, men, women, relationships. A lot of toxic. How to how to navigate through toxic relationships. Mm. Supporting women that have gone through domestic violence. Um, um, supporting men yeah. that have gone through domestic violence. Um, we don't hear much it's of. Just
2: such a scary thing as well because I think. Um, it's how do you how as somebody who's never experienced it it's like how do you let yourself get there and I think it's... Very easily. Yeah.
3: The same way Cass almost exactly. did.
2: Exactly. It's like, it, even if you don't want to look at it that way, it almost was an abusive relationship.
4: Oh, 100%. It was, it was mentally draining. It and was it's manipulation like as an, And it's like, as an
2: outsider looking in, it's like how quickly that spiraled, how quickly that oh, happened. it was
4: literally a snap of a finger. It was Correct. one week everything was fine, the next week everything just yeah. went down. As soon as he acquired his third company, it all just
3: went fucking downhill. Yeah. That was just an excuse. It was 100% Because if excuse. it wasn't a company, it would have been something else. 100%. Yeah. His real Had to show and i think what and say what happens is that they are very present in the relationship very early on and it had the relationship happens very quickly there's a limerence there's a spark you guys have sexual energy you connect but then it dies out and they then become unavailable
1: yeah
3: and they leave you hanging yeah and you chase that relationship like where are you what are you doing what about me and you want the attention you were getting but that's the hook that's the hook and so can you imagine the women that have had that say for one or two years the man was present and they get married and they have kids after those two years and then all of a sudden they've had these children and the men are not available And these women spend the next five, ten years trying to get his attention, acknowledgement and feel neglected. But they're in a marriage and they're feeling like they've come from a European family and they feel like they can't leave the marriage because you are there through good and bad. Yeah. And it's too bad because the bills are paid, you've got a roof over your head and the kids go Mm. to a private school and, you know... It could be worse. You talk, you talk yourself out of it. Right. It could There's be worse. nothing
4: worse than feeling lonely when you're meant to be with someone. That's yeah. the worst. That's the one thing that I learned out of all of that whole relationship.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the worst feeling ever. Mm. Um, and a lot of men and women go through relationships and stay in relationships way too long, and they are feeling very lonely. Yep.
2: What would you say is a like a trigger point for knowing you're in a toxic relationship? Like, is there a generalized
3: kind of way to know normally there's a um conflict between how you feel and what's actually happening right um and most of us women feel it in our gut mm. we know it's not right we feel not right but we continue behaviorally to mm. be present in that relationship mm. we know when they're out all hours of the night and coming home at 4am it's probably not right and we will listen to the excuse Mm. our heart and head will not think the same thing there's a disconnect right and we will ignore it so we actually ignore the red flags out of hope hope is a very very dangerous thing Mm. (laughs) a very dangerous thing hope is in relationships can be the one thing that keeps people in relationships for way too long because they hope it's going to go back to how it was in the beginning. They hope it will change. They hope I can be happy. I hope he'll sell the business and spend time with me. Mm. I hope she'll move away from her mother. Like I hope, I hope, I hope. Um, And it's a big dream and this unrealistic expectation of probably what's not going to happen. And they spend 10 years in a relationship hoping it's going to be different. And it won't be because they've done nothing different to make it different.
4: I'm just like sitting here like, <laughs> how much longer <laughs> until, until this workshop? Yeah,
3: uh, it's no, it's just like, okay, here's a, I
4: have one question for you. Do you find that a lot of women, and I'm speaking yes, out of personal experience, a lot of women who are business owners struggle to find relationships because of that whole, and I can say it because one of my good friends has said it to me before, like the intimi- it's intimidating to the man no no it's an excuse
3: okay oh, shut you down doll. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just curious because the woman is her own limitation yeah women have an idea because they're business owners they're executives they're ceos they are Ce- CEs, whatever they are whatever status they hold they think that that's intimidating and they grow an exterior of protection because at really deep down, they're fearful of losing the status. <laughs> so if I'm vulnerable, can I still be the CEO? But I need to be seen as strong. If I'm vulnerable, can I be the boss? People are going to see me as weak. But if it actually works the other way around. If you own your femininity and you are a strong female, From an energy perspective, you are so much more stronger than trying to be in masculine energy. You make better decisions, people follow you, your work is so much better, it's congruent to who you are. You are not trying to be someone you're not. Mm. Because what happens is when we function as a business owner as a strong woman, we i don't know if i mentioned it earlier we carry a set of balls that aren't ours Mm. right we dip into a masculine energy and it's okay to take some of that but when we start to identify as no i'm a strong woman i'm a strong woman we put this protective shell around us that we need to be seen a particular way at work Mm. we need to be seen a particular way in our business but what if you weren't seen that way do you lose respect because you're a female i think we do it to ourselves 100 percent. men don't care what you are we do mm. men don't care it's how we act while we're with the man it's how we act when we attract the man that matters mm. my brain has exploded
4: like i'm just sitting here oh, going I've heard, like, so like accurate brain
2: explosions don't worry
4: it's just so true
2: it is
3: yeah like I'm just like if you guys could cut the energy in this room I would be happy to do it with a pair of scissors
4: (laughs) fuck like no it's just like that's why I asked because like look I know for my personal self like a lot of luckily I was very like okay it was probably one of the only very small things that came out of my last relationship with, with Felix was that he did accept me as a businesswoman and he was very supportive when it came to my business and was there when it came to support, advice, whatever I needed.
3: Can I'm going but to stop I... you right there.
4: Oh, I'm getting a lesson. <laughs> I'm going
3: to stop you right there. He supported you. He chopped you down every other way. True. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if I could show I'm you Abby's like an of
2: body experience, which means.
3: When you emotionally are unavailable, which means when you are feeling depressed, have anxiety, um, don't sleep properly, he's not supporting you in your business.
2: (laughs) Happy. (laughs) It's so true. He's emotionally draining you. And then I remember those months. You'd show up to work grumpy as fuck, not
3: productive,
2: not productive, can't be creative. I text you in the morning I don't want to do it today Oh I'm in the worst mood. I don't want to train I don't want to eat right let's go get drinks
3: what it's ha- true. what happens? What happens when you stay in that state?
4: I gained seven kilos that's what else ha- ha- what <laughs> happens
3: to your business since you're a business owner uh, to be
4: honest I lost my biggest client
3: Did he support you? No that's mm-hmm. when he fucked off A man that supports you Whoa. is going to see right?
4: Yeah, I'm just having
3: all of and, these at little... all. Yeah. A man that sees you are busy and about to get your biggest client is going to bring you a fruit platter, raw nuts and some sparkling water and say, babe, you need this. Mm. I'm going to leave you alone and when you get home, dinner will be ready or go get a massage after work. Yes. Because he's going to fill fill you up so that then you have time for him. Yeah. Oh. But he was cutting you down that in ways. That though. Yeah.
2: Cash. Yeah, know.
4: And then wow. remember when, as soon as I ended it, we got three oh, new clients. It was,
2: uh, yeah, we started the Millennium Guide, everything. Yeah, literally. Wow.
3: Can you see how relationships are so important to the impact of your business? Yes. Yeah. Massively. And, and, and people and women of power and status and don't actually see the connection. And it's so important for either the bottom line, return on investment, client retention, relationships in business between colleagues. Um, Mm. It's so important.
4: Mm. I'm having lots of brain farts right now. I'm just like, wow. I'm just literally visualising the timeline from start to end and everything. And I'm just like, hmm, hmm, hmm.
3: Now he doesn't sit there and go, right, she's about to get a new client. I'm going to fuck her up. He doesn't no. do that. It's an it's energy thing. It's more fucked
2: up than that,
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. It happens. It's a pattern of his and was yours, because you fell straight into it. You guys became in sync in a very bad pattern. Mm. Okay. It's not. Have you guys ever? Um, what are those things? Those balls that go like that? The tick 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 tick. Oh, the, are, the tempo ball. No, those, those tempo balls. Are, yeah, I know and what and you're and talking and about. And
2: isn't it newton's if you if you line
3: like three or four of them in a row and you have them go off at a different time it's chaos eventually the chaos settles and they go all at the same tempo mm, right yes. this is a good experiment yeah. right so if you and him met and you were going at a different tempo eventually you start going the same way which means you buy into each other's patterns june <laughs> Literally, that month. <laughs> Usually three months in. June.
2: That was that was three months.
3: But I'm a bum. Literally. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Jesus. I didn't know this was going to be a coaching session. Neither Sorry. did I. <laughs> Sorry.
4: I asked a question and
2: then boom. Oh, my God. So I, had well. a, I had about three other questions, but I've since forgotten them because again my mind is blown so
4: okay let's maybe talk about your upcoming workshop on october 20th which i am yes. counting down to because apparently whoops um I, i'm excited to go and attend um i feel as though just even after the half an hour 40 minutes that we've been talking mm. i've learned a lot mm. um tell us a little bit about it <clears throat> sorry um how you know other women can
3: purchase tickets and are there still they... tickets available just they're gonna get on quick (gasps) yeah yeah I I haven't I didn't want it to be a very big event Mm -hmm. um because just like now they're intimate topics Mm -hmm. and people are gonna have lots of you know light bulb moments and gold nuggets Mm -hmm. some people you know will shed a tear because a realization that they've been doing it um maybe not in not consistent to who they are Uh, they've been compromising way too long or acknowledging that they're hurting um, is quite you know um, can have a big impact on them when they recognize that Mm. the thing is is that at the workshop it's not just recognizing as giving them the tools of where to go next so Mm. empowering them so making them aware and then them walking away with a plan on how to be different some of these events change people's lives
2: Whoa. I see that. Can
3: yeah. you can you hear how that can happen? Yeah you can absolutely. Literally... We've
2: been speaking to you for 40 minutes. How long does the workshop go for?
3: Two hours. Uh, yeah well three hours because you get lunch and and drinks in included. three hours yeah. i'm
2: pretty sure i would have you know solved all my life problems achieved world domination and had lunch <laughs> well, Abby, i mean jesus i think <laughs> i should just attend
3: for that come for lunch if you want come I'm and done. hang out with us but so the event um obviously tickets are in um you know you can go to my bio and instagram it's at dr dr dot L U R V. We'll
2: it's link everything. Doctor Love, love. It just sounds better
3: on radio. Doctor Love. <laughs> um, so go there. There's still some tickets left. I've kept it small because it's called Intimate with Doctor Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, women can expect, obviously, a beautiful brunch, champers, drinks, a beautiful dessert station, um, something we call the naughty corner. Love
2: that. I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so be there. bring your whips
3: and chains and head oh. over to the chocolate bar. that. Oh my god. And we will spend a good two hours working on yourself. I'm we will so look into at this. lots of these, and Cass, you may not know some of your patterning. And this Fe- Felix, Phoenix, Felix. Felix, sorry, oh I should remember. No, he's oh, out of sight, out of mind um, every time. He would have brought out patterns in you that you probably didn't even know you had. Probably. Mm. Um, and they're probably things you want to acknowledge before you get into your next relationship. Because you don't want to do this again with the same person in a different body. No
4: way. I'm so over it. Like guys. You will
3: look different next time hundred percent and it will happen just as quickly and it won't you won't realize what you want to do is equip yourself to understand why you attracted a person like this um and how not to do that again
4: it's funny enough you say that i went on a date maybe two weeks ago two three weeks ago yeah remember the guy that couldn't speak proper english
3: Oh, from instagram
4: wow. with commitment issues oh. was also engaged this time yes. last year
2: i blocked that from my memory
4: yeah so did i it's funny because <laughs> i went on that day men. and the whole entire time i'm thinking you have the exact same patterns as him and yeah. i left after 45 minutes oh you minutes. called me
2: saying give me an emergency
3: yeah. yeah and have a look at the patterns in him can't commit mm-hmm. mm. like mr FPH, whatever his name is um can't commit uh not available mm.
4: Literally couldn't mm. speak English the same way as Milad could communicate. It. Like mm, he was very, he was very Which dominant, trying to tell me how
2: to run my business. Yeah, he wasn't he um oh, mm-hmm. oh, telepathically read my mind. It's not working. That weird religion. Oh, he was a Mason. Not that that matters, but I think it was like it was like the universe had sent you a test to be like this guy is just like Milad. Mm. In that even communication. I mean, you did like, say
3: that in the beginning that that was important. Oh, too. When I walked in here, the first thing you said is I was trying to be better at communicating. Yeah. Yeah. It's one so, of the most yeah. important
2: values of your business and of you as a person. 100%. So to yeah. not have that in a value Valued more
4: about the materialistic, nice car, nice shoes, nice mm. top where he was eating, where he was going. Same as the first
3: guy you are e- telling me about. Exactly. Really?
4: Very, very similar. And I literally, I'm sitting there the whole time going, huh, oh, you're just round two. Bye.
3: And it's yeah. good that you did that, but you want to work out. What is it about those men you find attractive?
2: Yeah. Does everybody have a type?
3: Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um, hmm. Hang on. I say yes.
2: Emotionally have and physically to.
3: or. They, they can. There's, people that don't and are happy to take any anyone physically mm-hmm. but they're looking for a type emotionally mm-hmm. yeah right? mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. psychologically yeah. right yes yeah you're so and I are thinking the same thing if again. you some people have a type in look some guy they only go with guys with green eyes or tattoos or big blokes or skinny or a type of of, of, of um I have visual means right ethnic <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right not me <laughs> Some people can go out with, you can see a girlfriend go out with a guy and every single guy is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. But they all have a type of emotional connection or a type of psychological connection that they're Mm. after. So when I say type, yes, but a lot of people think type is in looking. There's so many different types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that what we try and smash through is the fact that you have a type. Because imagine if your type is dysfunctional. And a then you're in messed up relationships forever. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> we should really videotape these podcasts. We these really facial should. expressions are just gold. <laughs> I think Cass has so I think tied up her hair about ten hard. times I and know. put it down. I'm <laughs> sweating. That's why I had
4: trained before this. And I hadn't sweat as much as it's I not am the right training. now. <laughs>
3: We're like, doing emotional, the emotional training here. It's the emotional gym. Yeah, literally. This is did what we're the talking. physical. Now I'm it, on the emotional. Do you know side. how many times women? Can work through this stuff, and they are carrying so much emotional weight that when they smash through this, they literally lose three or five kilos instantly. Well, Dan, I hope we so that. because my weight fucking budging. <laughs> minus all of the junk food and the chocolate and the wine, because they're oh, getting get over out a bad out of relationship. I'm not out of that out.
4: So, like a month ago. I'm not allowed in the naughty corner anymore. No, I paid my trainer night. for a once every trend. now and then. It's
3: okay thank you that's my philosophy everything in moderation um so that's that's what i'm doing so women can expect to come in and get some really good changes awarenesses and go away with how to do that Mm. in life
2: and they don't have to be in a certain
3: place anything or welcome age age welcome place ethnicity whatever you want you just come if you're a woman be there done all
4: right. Well, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you. You're I welcome. feel like I've I need to, need to lay down. reevaluate yeah. my life. <laughs> and I need a nap. Maybe delete Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm super excited to be there on o- October 20th for the workshop. Um, I learned a lot. I hope you guys did too. And. Guess we'll catch you later. Yeah,
0: catch We're you later, later. lovers. Oh, <laughs> I love
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see Bye. You guys. Bye.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, where all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.